All right, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I'd like to start uh, with a verse from the Gospel of Go Fuck Yourself. Yeah, it's in the book of uh, What's Your Fucking Problem? First 10, page 3, follow along if you'd like. And here we sit in office chairs. Nasty farts linger in the air because we're alone talking on Zoom. Only our noses can smell the room. With open hearts we chit and chat about Queen and songs like Great King Rat. As beer three is removed from the shelf, I remind you once again to go fuck yourself. This is the word of the Cardinal. Go fuck yourself. Well, I am back and no worse for wear. Well, maybe somewhere it was quite a distance. Thanks to the Wigan Warrior for holding down the fort with these intros and outros. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. If nothing else, we are consistent. We can go on and on about various subjects we know nothing about. Ah, but then there's our favorite subject. Sit back, put your feet up. We're talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Should we get on with it or what? What do you think? I just don't know if I have any stories. You got any stories? <laughs> um, yeah, not really. No, I my my family's away at the moment. My wife and my youngest daughter are away. I had a soccer tournament this past weekend, which we bravely fought and lost in, but that's okay because you know it's just it's you know just the effort you put in and just telling the kids that the work is enough sometimes like even you don't get the medal if you know you did well and played your hardest then and that should be reward enough so you know no participation medals but still was good how about you you're back you're back you're jet lagged you're you're all fucked up you're still probably on korean time or japanese time or thai time or Korean time. Or whatever year it is now. What is it, 2050 fucking three or something he said? Something like that. 2566 or something, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I am still jet lagged, but uh, hey, that's uh, that's just the way it goes. I was out there burning all the fossil fuels in the world, and this is the way you have to be punished for it now. Yeah, you, But you do sound sonorous and rich because we now have a proper microphone for you. It what sounds rich and resonant. Okay. <laughs> Rich and resonant. <laughs> As opposed to tinny. Tinny, it's always a tinny word. Awful tinny, tinny word. Dreadful tinny sort of word. <laughs> tin, tin, tin. Oh, Dad, don't say tin to Rebecca. You know how it upsets her. <laughs> Sorry, old horse. <laughs> oh, man. But I am fucking tired. And uh, I have no really good stories to tell. I wish I did. But, oh, I had a, had a really grumpy stewardess, which was pretty pretty awesome oh yeah like yeah just didn't yeah. want to bring anything or didn't really she want to be bothered with you she just i think she was just riding it out to retirement <laughs> she was not a happy lady <laughs> yeah but that's that's okay as long as the plane doesn't go down and she's really fucking grumpy getting over getting over and off the plane and yeah. into the life boats right that's you don't want a grumpy person then <laughs> she probably just abandoned ship and Leave all the fucking plebs on the plane. <laughs> so they get the Titanic, you know, they, they get all the survivors down back over to wherever it was. Was it Newfoundland Labrador, I think, was it, when they, mm, they got yeah, them over to? Yeah. It's like, oh, the fuck, you guys, you know, you've been, must have been a harrowing, harrowing journey. Like, what what, what happened is, well, first of all, let me tell you about the fucking porters on that ship. Absolutely <laughs> miserable bastards, the lot of them. <laughs> there we were, floundering around in the water, and what are still whining on about <laughs> oh fuck complaining about the band <laughs> they wouldn't shut up <laughs> the whole time we were sinking oh dear me yeah no i got i don't i don't i don't have too much randy i've, I've just been living my life i'm not you been potting. To, i've just been living my best life you haven't played your any of your nerd ball there lately i didn't i didn't bolt it tonight no i didn't because i had a bit of catching up on my potting to do so <laughs> i had some <laughs> editing to do so I was like, oh, i'm not gonna come tonight can anyone sub for me Good lord, man! Yeah, no, I know. at this point, you're more pod than man. Is that is that a bad thing or a good thing? Well, I don't, I don't know, man. It's your life. You're sitting there talking into a computer, fucking fifteen hours a day. <laughs> I do that for work though, too. Like, I, I genuinely spend at least. I don't want to say, but I spend about twenty hours a week on Zoom. I would estimate. Oh, my word! 
Well, however long this podcast takes us is how long I spend on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss that. Not having to go it. anywhere. Yeah, for sure. We need another pandemic. That's what we need. That's that's what that'll fix us fix us up. The only thing that was really when it was not good was the lack of income. Mm, well, sure, I, yeah. You weren't you weren't affected, but mm-hmm. thankfully, yeah. My business requires me to be out in, in the in the public. Rather selfish of me, really, to hope for another pandemic, isn't it? You know, I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk some Queen then. See if we can wake both of us up because I'm a wee bit tired as well. So you know, could go it could go anyway. This. Yeah, there we go. Let's fucking clean it up. Well, I got to tell you, Randy, that the um, the poll did not go how either of us expected, because we both really like Get Down, Make Love. Yeah. Um, we guessed. I guessed really high. Yeah. I guessed ninety-two to eight. Yeah. And you were more conservative, rightly so. You went eighty-five to fifteen. What was the final uh, outcome of the poll? Well, it looks like we got 63.2 and 36.8 biting yeah. dust. So yeah, we were uh, we, we were far more exuberant than our lovely listeners. And Facebook was, we had 33 votes on Facebook, which is, you know, fairly high for Facebook. 22 yeah. to 11, so kind of right in that same 67, 66.7% positive. So overall, it was mm. 64.1 to 35.9. So yeah, way, way under where I thought this one would land. Well, there you go. Just goes to prove that most of our listeners have absolutely no taste, Randy. I've said it for years. I know. Even before well, we started the pod, I, said, I was just going to say, if we yeah, ever start a would... podcast about Queen, our listeners will have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a hell of a day. Ian Winnick says, this is a champion every day of the week for me. But the bit in the middle always reminds me of the scene in Life of Brian where Brian suddenly gets picked <laughs> up by a spaceship there's a couple of minutes of weirdness before it returns to the plot. That's man, that's a really good way to put it. Cause to me, that little solo thing in the in the middle, like I said, okay, yeah, it's neat. You got this tech, you can do it, right? But it's just it's just a bit of just a bit of fucking silliness, really. Oh yeah, it's a bit of self-indulgence, right? Yeah. 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 A little bit I don't of, mind that though. A little bit of Brian Wankery, as it were. I do like though that uh, you know the, the photo we posted. You you remember that scene right where he gets taken <laughs> off. What I love about it, and I commented on it before, and and I really had only thought about it when I saw that. I was like, yeah, Brian never mentions that to anyone at all. Yep. That he met these two, and doesn't even doesn't make reference to it. Nothing. It just proceeds with his life as if nothing happened. That's brilliant. And maybe that's it. what he that's probably what makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roddy Rutherford says, as a gangly, awkward teen, I was embarrassed by this song and skipped it in case my parents heard it. <laughs> now, as a parent, I openly play this loud to watch my teens squirm in their embarrassment. The circle is complete. Champion, it's a great piece of music that shows their versatility. Yeah. Thanks, Roddy. Uh, Queen Rocks Australia says, you say it's enough. In fact, it's too much. Correct. Kudos for taking creative chances on News of the World, but this one doesn't work in my opinion. Musically uninteresting, and I'm not a fan of overtly sexual lyrics. Sex farm woman being a notable exception. Um, the crisp production can't save it. Dust. So we've had two sort of, I don't know where, I don't know where Ian landed, actually. I'm not 100% sure. He did, oh, no, he did say champion. Oh, he said champion, yeah. There we go. And uh, Owen Ling says, Deacon's energetic bass playing notwithstanding, the song is very poor and serves to say nothing about the band except that they wanted people to know they were having some fun. It's juvenile. Well, you know, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. David A. Wilson says about as subtle as a fistful of sex meat. (laughs) (laughs) Sex meat, interesting. Uh, Champ, I first heard this on Live Killers, and it's the version that I prefer. It's about the sordid side of sex, the dangerous and exciting side. It filled me with naughty feelings as a teenager with nowhere to aim it except into a tissue. Oh, Dave, you went there. You went there. And I read it not reading ahead. So in, in a way, in a way, you kind of fucked us all. No, just get a sock like the rest of us did when we were that age. Come on. Reusable. Think about the environment if you're going to do that and that sort of stuff. <laughs> 
Steve Mercury at Queen Rocks uh, says, get down, make love isn't the sexy, big spender uh, kind of way. Rather, it's Freddie expressing his insatiable sex drive. It's amazing and showcases how tight the band were. Roger's fills are tasty. He rarely sounded better. A champion for drummers and perverts everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Steve. I just, this, you know what's weird is, and, and we didn't really talk that much about that on the episode, that I don't find it sexy. But I'm also not. I'm not sure I'm supposed to. <laughs> I think it would be a yeah. bit odd to Ra- find it raunchy. sexy. Raunchy is a better word. Raunchy, yeah, but not yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah. Alan uh, Davidson at Lily Rice says very high on the list of songs I love. I have a visceral reaction to it, and it makes me want to growl. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> the instrumental thumps, hisses, and squeals <laughs> combined with Freddie's evocative lyrics and vocals make this song a massive capital letters. Champion, I mean, growling is it? I didn't know that was a thing. Ooh. At least Malloy says took Cubby to IMAX Montreal concert when Get Down Make Love finished. He looked at me quizzically and said, "Well, that was weird." Philistine, it's brilliant. Spins my donut, <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing, and I think you know, I really want to get this going. Spins the donut, donut spinning. I, yeah, yeah, no, no, like that's that's the new that's the new term. You know, for for a little while, I was trying to revive. Uh, uh, you got a Pontiac. If you're, if you're all old, don't remember that ad campaign. It didn't really take. I tried. Nobody's got it like Pontiac. You got it, Pontiac. Uh, but anyhow, I think this is the new one. I think that really fucking spins my donut. That's I'm working on that one. So anybody else, feel free to use it. You can if you like. You can credit me. I would appreciate that. People won't know who I am, but but you know, go for it. It's funny every time he said that. Oh, that really spins my donut. TM, Randy Woods. <laughs> Jim C says it's a great rollicking tune. It's a fuck song. What's wrong with that? Go get some and blare this in your car after on the way to get some chips. Anyone who does this is unsexy, unshaggable galoot. Uh, this, uh, the live killers version is better, though. So, yeah, well, that's the second time we've heard that. And we didn't listen to the live version. So, maybe we didn't. We should- we should put that on for a minute and give it a quick listen. Yeah, it's, I mean, I always like yeah. that version of Killers too. I mean, that's the one that I would tend to listen to before the album yeah. version, but I still like the album version. But Cool, yeah. All right, Doug Kern at Doug Seba says, question for y'all. Are there any Queen songs that you would include or have included on a lovemaking, fornicating, intercoursing playlist? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. To which uh, Leighton Brown here at Top Leighton responds, the best Queen music to play in the bedroom is any of the live albums, as no matter what happens, you get a round of applause and cheers every five minutes or so. <laughs> well, there you go. And we all can uh-huh. use we can all use some applause and cheering <laughs> after about five minutes or so. I mean, uh-huh. let's face it, I'd, I'd be well and truly done by that point. So oh, fucking hell that made me laugh when I read that. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I mean, all the encouragement you get rather than just, oh, again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe that's exposing too much of my... Anyway, no, we'll get off that. Um, Nikki at Midwife Nikki says, I love this one. I love the space in it. And although the subject matter embarrassed me as a youngster, I do love the sauciness of the lyrics. Check out the documentary by Whispering Bob when it focuses on Rog hitting random bits of kit while staring like a cornered cat. (laughs) I'll have to go find that. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. 
And then Leighton had actually commented on his own. Another one of those songs I don't think I care for, yet seem to enjoy when I listen to it. For me, the best version by far is the one from uh, News of the World US tour documentary with Roger growling his vocals in rehearsals. And so he's... <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Very nice. Rob Morris says, Champion, I always think this one is on jazz for some reason. Probably because of Live Killers, where I heard it first. Still the superior version, in my opinion. We're going to get lots of that as we go through. You bet. Alex Small, is it just me, or is Kev's doppelganger voice a Guy Martin? I don't know who the fuck Guy Martin is. Asking know. for me. <laughs> and then you say who the fuck is Guy Martin. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know who he is either. You know, you got to post some video, Alex. Just just give us a, a, a give me a line on this Guy Martin guy. Get it sorted. Me, see what it did there, Randy? I see that. Yeah. yeah. I bet pretty, you guys. Pretty clever, eh? Guys probably a far more successful, more handsome version oh, of <laughs> Almost certainly. I mean, almost certainly. It's not very uh, difficult. There's no achievements, is it? <laughs> Andy Hall says champion, but just barely. News of the world was a concerted effort to strip things down, see what I've done there, <laughs> and get to the meat of the matter. Clearly a euphemism for Freddy's insatiable appetite. Get down, make love, a perfect microcosm of theory, albeit a very blatant one. Clever? Question mark. Yeah. Hey. I said, I think he summed it up well. Andrew Holloway says, yeah, I like it. It's a bit stoppy starty and doesn't really go anywhere, but it's a champ. Great playing by the guys, and that's what I am always loved about it. I just love the, the, the instrumentation. I don't give a shit about the lyrics in it. Um, Paul Bradbury, though, says, I just never got this one. Just plain weird. And not very sexy for a song about sex. Alex Small says, a dirty, filthy, epic, body language type sleaze fest. Fucking love it. Champion Shagger, Tweet of the Week. Come on. You're calling your own <laughs> shot for Tweet of the Week. That's a bit ballsy, Alex. I don't know about that. <laughs> we, we shall have to see. Uh, Aaron Mullen says, voting before hearing the pod for the first time as Get Down, Make Love undeemably bites the dust despite some nice individual components the whole is damned by terrible lyrics and that weird alien section uh, uh, this song is the reason there's uh, still legitimate debate over queen's best album uh yeah there you go uh, and yeah i'm with you on that middle section well, i think what did i say when it went by it sounded like a video game attacked us or something yeah. sound sounded very very 8-bit Ediskaya beltranova says boring as Hell, three words. She's not having any of that shit. She doesn't like it, Kim. <laughs> Paul Wobbyoff does, though. He says, Voted champion before listening to your thoughts. I'm a bit hit and miss with this song, but it's a champ due to its production and experimental diverse sound. The live version is very good, as the band can really let their hair down, go off on tangents, and still produce the goods. What I, again, we talked about that. I would love to have seen this one live. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's just built for the stage. We talked about it with the lights flashing and all the weird stuff in the middle. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, Black Pie says, never took to it as a kid, but I can appreciate it more now. Not so much for the lyrics, but the feel of the song, sparse and live. A portent of funkier things to come on the game. Plus, Freddie confident enough to float his libido. What's not to like? Champ! There you go. Steve Ursel says, tough choice. Musically quite cool. But my main issue with the song is it really isn't sexy. The bridge bit is a bit mad and I don't like it, but just enough quality outside of that to scrape a champion. So, Looks like despite his uh, yeah his shortcomings, Steve's going to give her a pass. Uh, sounds something like uh, what Randy would get on his English paper in high school. <laughs> and Chrissy at the Waters of Love, champion, always has been. And one of my favorites off an album everyone else seems to love. Me, not so much. It's raw, it's bonkers, it does what it says on the tin. And it's great for confusing people with that weird orgasm of a bridge. Fucks so hard live, too. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Thanks, Chrissy. <laughs> Philip McCarroll says, my finger will rarely move quicker towards the dust button. As a kid, I considered this track an inexplicable turd in the punch bowl, and my opinion hasn't changed. As sexy as clammy piles. And again, like, let's not kink shame here, Peter. There are some people who are into that. Just <laughs> oh leave those God. people alone. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, my word. I do think Clammy Piles is our, uh, an absolute lock for our punk band name when we get that going, Randy. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll all change our, our last names. Will all be piles? You know what I mean? <laughs> and together we're clammy piles. So you know, you can be, be Woody piles. You can be Woody piles. Yeah, no, I, I was just saying I'll, I'll be Rudy piles. <laughs> yeah, you can be brown piles. <laughs> oh fuck me! 
That does not spin my donut. No. But it does spin PJs because that's what he says. My donut is spun. <laughs> there you go. Good, good. That was a good link, Brandy. That was a really good link. I'm proud of you, mate. Um, a teacher at my chameleon day says, Champion, there's nothing wrong with a sexy queen. Oh, some people don't think it's sexy, do Alice's dad, aka that Welsh bloke, Barry John Williams, says, Great vocals, great bass, great drums, and weird but great guitar. So it's a champion, right? Well, no, not for me. The whole is not as great as the sum of its parts. There is something a bit off about it for me. I guess you just like what you like and dust the rest. Dusted. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's all right. We're not going to, you know, we're not upset. That's right. Yeah. Dominic Pierce says, I never liked this song. I find the lyrics grating. I did, however, buy a Nine Inch Nails record called Sin, which had a cover version of this on the B-side. I probably listened to it once 30 years ago and for a second time today. It hasn't aged well either. Yeah. Uh, Dust. So Dominic doesn't like it. He didn't like it before 30 years ago. And he doesn't fucking like it now. And he's not fucking mincing words about it. Well, that's why I've always liked Dominic. He doesn't <laughs> have nice things to say about you, Kev. Well, he's also, he's got his record there and he's got a, a ruler to prove that the record, the Nine Inch Nails record that he got is nine inches. I see that. Yeah. Instead of, uh, instead of banana for scale, he's got, yeah, he's got a little ruler for scale. You know, when men start taking rules out to prove how big things are, eh, you're kind of starting in, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, Steve May at Steve UK. This is a tough one. The studio version is dust, but the live versions are always champion. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the live really does, does seem to have more energy. And as discussed, I, I really think it probably would be a uh, good life. But, you know, there are songs. There are songs that I don't really like listening to the recorded version, but if mm-hmm. I go to see a band do it, like, I don't, for some reason, I'm just thinking of, like, maybe some old blues standards. It's like, oh, you know, fuck, man, I've heard Dust My Broom so many times. But when yeah. you go see a really a band really, and they're really humping and everything's cool, it's like, oh, yeah, this is great, you know, so. Yeah, what's the one, um, Roadhouse by The Doors? Roadhouse Blues, yeah. Roadhouse Blues, I mean, a decent song on the album, but anytime you see a band do that live when you can tear it up, it's just fucking yeah. cooking. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example. Tom Bolje says, has a tinge of Japanese influence to it, or at least I think so with the piano. That's not a bad call, actually. They said, the dynamics between the sparse verses and dense chorus is great. Wasn't a big fan of the orgasmic interlude, though. Just because Brian could doesn't mean that he should. Still, champion. And Stephen Jones says, I voted champion. I really love the instrumentation, especially the piano chords that, to my ear, has an Asian sound, so someone else can put, uh, sort of agree with that. Being a drummer, I love the bell that Roger hits, as well as that drum fill knocks me out. Sonically, the song and album are perfect. Yeah, in agreement, Ooh. Steve. There you go. And uh, Blair is uh, 98. I have never been a fan of this one. I first heard it on Live Killers when I was about 12, and the lyric got stuck in my head. I went around singing it for a day or two. My cousin, who was five at the time, picked up on it and started singing it too, <laughs> much to my embarrassment, which is, uh, which is really quite funny. Oh, that's awesome. And Michael Evans says, I've always uh, been quite embarrassed by the song, uh, <laughs> including as recently as the recent IMAX Montreal film, where I literally cringed in the cinema. Yeah, fuck. Man, Mike, don't dig it at all, Kev. That's kind of funny, eh? Because, yeah, I've never been sort of... I suppose when I was a kid, I didn't really... I, don't know, I didn't. I didn't really think about that too much because I just, again, I was such a nerdy little music kid that I just listened to them. I was listening to the drums and the and the bass and everything else. I wasn't really. I don't know. It was I, I knew it was kind of a bit rude, but I didn't know exactly how rude. So, yeah. I don't know. I was never embarrassed by it. But yeah, but I could see if you, <laughs> if you had figured it out, you'd yeah. be like watching a movie with your mum and dad, and then all of a sudden a sex scene comes on. Hey, you know, you got to. That is just. It, it is awful. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's about now we're of an age too. It's the same thing when you're when you're watching something with your kids and that. I'm just like, oh, please hurry up, please, 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 just hurry up. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, 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 God. Oh, I'll have what she's having. Over on Facebook, Paul Roberts says pre-pod rating champ won't change my mind on this one. Hey, no one's expecting to, Paul. And Richard starts as champion for me. Always loved this one. Even when I first heard it as a 10-year-old kid and didn't really get the lyrics. John's raunchy bass runs and Roger's roto-toms still won me over. 
Some of the sinister sounding guitar effects even remind me of Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Fucking fantastic album if you've never heard it. And slowly and surely they drew their plans against us. One thing I never understood at 10 and still can't unhear to this day is what sounds like a laughing witch during the shagging section in the middle. Uh, it says, no, 10-year-old me did not... 10-year-old me did not refer to it as the shagging section. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure he didn't, yeah. Uh, Alan Dudney wrote a small novel here. Uh, <laughs> I love Get Down, Make Love from an album where every track for me is a champion. I think I saw them do this live three times. The live killer version is my favorite, the middle section especially. Did someone on stage blow on an actual whistle, I wonder? Or was that a pre-recorded whistle? Uh, I remember back in 7980 playing this up in my bedroom on my Sanyo Music Center. <laughs> He's <laughs> laughing. Uh, and turning the bass up to full as the middle section was ending. It literally made the floor vibrate when my dad showed with my dad then shouting, turn that row down. And me shouting back, it's not a row, it's queen. <laughs> Racket? That's Brahms! Brahms third racket! <laughs> I've inserted a clip of that bit at the bottom. Uh, love Randy's songs at the end of the shows. Oh, thank you so much. Still waiting for one of yours, Kevs. Don't be modest. Pretty sure we'll all be yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was a... That sounds like someone blowing a whistle. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's been piped into me, you know? No, no. It definitely probably Rog, uh, would, probably would Rog, definitely shake the... Yeah, that would definitely shake the, the rattle of the floor, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a row. It's not a row. It's Queen, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nice. Oh, good Lord. Okay, Peppity Pep Pep Stevie Steve. <laughs> Self-titled. Uh, Norman says, definite champ. I actually love the middle section. Great guitar, great voices. My wife and I included this song in our um, special playlist. Bound chicka wow wow. To the effect that every time it comes up in a regular playlist, the children start moaning, no, don't start kissing again. Upbringing successful. Oh, my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's an overshare, but I don't. I, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> and Ruth Seeger says, I often listen to Queen in the car whilst driving my son to soccer practice. Even though he does not understand what Freddie sings about, I tend to skip it when it comes up because it's just awkward. Saw it live with Adam Lambert during the News of the World Tour. I think his mic stand is still recovering for the Me Too type violation. Uh, it also just looks strange for a young man to make these type of moves before guys that could have been his grandfather. Anyway, not a bad song, but Still reason enough for me to dust it. Good thing it is the opener of side two, so when turning over the vinyl, it can be easily skipped and I can enjoy the rest of a brilliant album. For shame, Rude, skipping it. I mean, I can, uh, imagine, I can understand if you don't love it, but skipping it? Yeah. Man knows what he likes, Kev. Mary Cam says, love, love, love. Great song in a fantastic album. And Suzanne Morris. Bit too late to the party this week, but had to comment anyway. Fantastic and feisty. Ooh, two Fs right in a row. I saw it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, such a great sound. Absolute champion banger. And then a nice little fire emoji there because it's on fire, according to Suzanne. Uh, Nick Croft says, uh, never really liked the song. Unsure why it was flogged to death for five years in the live set. They played it on the 40th year uh, anniversary tour of the News of the World. I do believe you meant that with uh, Adam Lambert and all of the, what the fuck is GH fans again now? Greatest, Greatest hits, hits fans. Uh, there we're looking at each other saying, what the fuck is this? Mass exodus to the bar at that point. <laughs> eh, you know, I didn't see, yeah, when I saw Queen Adam Lambert, they didn't 
do this one, I'm pretty sure, because it might have been a little bit weird seeing him gyrating in front of <laughs> Roger Taylor. Uh, James Warren says, dust, dust, dust. I absolutely hate the live version of this. Only mildly dislike the album version. Do you like the session version before they put in the paralyzing middle bit? Hopefully, not sitting on the fence too much. No, nope, the fence is clear. Uh, James, you're way the fuck over on one side of it. <laughs> All good, man. Uh, Michael J. Smith says, I've voted champion, but it's not one I listen to very often. I actually find it a bit boring in regards to its tempo, but I do like the musicality of it and the lyrical content, of course. Fair enough. And Serena Shemeka says, nope, don't like this one at all. In fact, I would go so far as to say that it would stop me putting the News of the World album on. Dust. Wow. I mean, just get, this really needs to get vinyl. Because if you're putting a CD on, then you're going to have to deal with it. But like someone else said, you can just put the needle down on the different song. There you go. Russell Watkins, champion. Sounds like it came out of a jam. With that loose feel about it, brilliantly executed track. Everyone is playing as a team. That's true. It does sound like it came out of a jam. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and Patrick McCarthy says... Strip down, you say? Matron, sparse, and sleazy. Matron, please, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> Does it say something about the English repression that a song about sex is so dark and scary? What kind of sadism is actually implied by the interlude? <laughs> bang, bang. Are those thrusts? Then pain. Pain is so close to pleasure. Just have a heart for the little kids who bought this album for We Will Rock You. <laughs> uh, that's good. Beyond the Trauma, a musical champ, even just for the little turn-taking fills. Uh, I suck your mind. You blow my head. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, there you go. That's um, Twitter and Facebook and you know all the socials. And we, as always, thank everyone for commenting letting us know your thoughts it's always interesting reading your even if they're incorrect we like reading your thoughts so you know keep them coming so we've got another song to do randy but we don't know what it is yet why don't we know what it is yet tell the folks you may be tuning in the very first time how we decide what song we're talking about this week oh my word surely there's no new listeners at this point kev but i'll do it anyhow just because you're such a taskmaster. <laughs> we have this wheel that Kev found on some website and it spins around and it's got a whole bunch of Queen songs on it. It spins around real fast. Kev's hit a little button and it stops on a song. Whatever that song is, out of the hundreds of songs on the catalog of Queen, then we just fucking talk about it just like fucking a couple of assholes. That's really the fucking nuts and bolts of this whole thing, Kev. I told you before, I'll say it again. You're never going to work in promotions, Randy. You're never, you're never going to make it in sales. <laughs> do, do you, mean, do you mean it didn't sound? It didn't sound like I was really enjoying this because it is. It's fun. It's it's a good process. It's, it's just sounded, uh, sounded like we're making turd sandwiches over here. Is what it sounded like. Well, here, listen, listen. This is the thing, Kev. I like to underpromise and then overdeliver. Oh, right. Okay. So if I pumped it up too much, and then maybe we had sort of a little kind of off episode where. We're both kind of tired or something. Uh, people would be disappointed. Problem is now we've got to over deliver. That's the problem. I mean, you've really set the bar now. Now, now we've got to, or even just deliver for fuck's sake. <laughs> even just fucking deliver is a fucking. Now, I would think if if nothing else, Kev, you're pretty consistent, especially you, Mister Consistency. That's that's what they used to call me in school. I bet that's what they called you, Kev. I, I, I didn't have I didn't have any really cool nicknames. Oh, no. there he goes, Mister Consistency. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock he's off to the bathroom again <laughs> uh, brilliant okay well is there anything you want to listen to tonight Randy well Kev I'm going to say I've said it before I'm going to say mm. it again I want one of the I want one of the big big hits man give me one of the, give me a give me a real good one a big one that's what something I want like, something like The Invisible Man maybe or you know some... I'm The Invisible Man something like that are you thinking well you know maybe <laughs> you know it's been there's been some discussion too that at some point we got to get bow wrap out of the way. So this is true. You know, you know, we could we could have some of those biggies. We could, we could, we could. I want to go back to Queen Two because we haven't covered enough from Queen Two yet. I think we've only done have we done three. I can't remember exactly how many we've done from Queen Queen Two. I think it's three. Mm. Um, let me look here, Randy, in my magical captain captain spreadsheet. Yeah. See, another fucking nickname. Another nickname that I don't want, Captain Spreadsheet. It'll just be called Captain Spreadsheet. Okay, no. <laughs> We've done two from Queen 2, yeah. So I want something from Queen 2. Um, you know, I'll go, let's say, 70s of Roy. You want a banger? 
Yeah. Allison from Queen Two. Let's let's cross the streams and go seven seas awry. Let's yes, streams have been crossed. Let's do it. We did get some manifestations in our Discord server. And if you're not on our Discord server, you are welcome to come and join us. I'll post out again maybe this week. I'll post out another link to the Discord. Um, Aaron Mullen wants to hear machines. I'm back to humans from the works. Paz wants to hear body language from hot space. PJ, New Mercury wants to hear liar. Mm. Um, Millionaire Waltz for Michael J. Smith and Ogre Battle, another Queen 2 track from Stephen Ursel. And then we have uh, Barry John wants to hear Mother Love. Another vote for liar, Chrissy. Um, Matt Greenham wants Bo Rap, so he's kind of on board with you there. And Nikki wants Life is Real. Ruddy Rutherford, well, he wants to sleep on the sidewalk. He wants to go back to News of the World two weeks in a row. Really? So, obviously, with all those manifestations, we'll get we're not going to get any of them. No, we won't. It'd be great if someone did, though. It'd be great if one of our patrons kind of manifested their song and we got something, you know, someday one or two, but oh, well, now. Hey, hey, hey. No one manifested it. It is a hit. What are we listening to tonight, Randy? You're my best friend. A night at the opera. Hmm. And I don't well, fuck need... my hat. I don't, I don't need to ask you whether you've heard this one, because if you hadn't heard this one, I don't think you'd be on this podcast, would you? I don't think I probably would, Kev. I don't think I probably would. And you know what? They do not play this one at sporting events that I work at often. <laughs> All right. Well, what should we do now? We've got, we've got some work to do here. Why don't you tell the people about that, Mr. Woods? Let's go do our fucking research, Kev. Let's fucking just get on with it. Come on. This is Eric Senich, host of Booked on Rock. Join me for deep dive discussions of the greatest stories in rock history from the authors who've written all about them. Ed Van Halen, one of the world's greatest guitarists, he ended on a great note, just like one of his solos. And those who were there when they happened. I'm fishing and I'm hearing Sweet Home, Alabama, six miles away I'm fishing. Find Booked on Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or just go to bookedonrock.com. All right, so this is a John Deacon song. You're my best friend of two minutes, 50 seconds, a nice, short, and sweet song with all of the usual suspects doing all the us usual things recorded at Rockfield Studios in Wales, August to September 75, and Sarm East Studios in London in uh, November of 75. And uh, just reading a little bit about this on Queen, all the songs here, my, my favorite part here was uh, that Roger, I guess, was... Not too happy with the, the lyric uh, in Rain or Shine, you've stood by me, girl, I'm happy at home. <laughs> and, and he didn't like the lyric and he reminded them that they're a rock band and not a knitting circle, <laughs> which, which I, I don't know why I find it so funny. But, you know, basically goes on to say that really like that, well, that charm is really what, what makes the song, right? That, you know, that just a genuine genuine yeah. charm of the, of the, of the lyrics, you know, but I guess it's not about, it's not about making love to a carburetta. <laughs> old Raj ain't fucking digging it. Fucking hell, that's funny. Yeah. Pretty successful song too. So it was the first single that was penned by, um, John first single actually that wasn't penned by either Freddie or Brian. Right. Went to number nine in the US, number seven, oh, sorry, number 16 in the US um, on the billboard, number seven in the UK, number two here in Canada, Randy. Um, mm -hmm. Went platinum in the US and platinum in the, in the UK. So it was a pretty fucking big single. And it gets used a lot in, you know, it's been in tons of TVs and movie, TV shows and movies. And so I'm pretty sure John's made some pretty decent scratch off this record. Mm hmm. I'd say it's bought a house or two. And we also read that. Brian's song, you know, that, that song 39 that you liked and I wasn't that keen on. Um, that's the B-side to this. And one of the reasons that we read was because obviously with Bo Rap, uh, Freddie obviously wrote Bohemian Rhapsody and I'm In Love With My Car was on the B-side of that one. So they both got, yeah. you know, plenty of money off the release of that one. So uh, this was kind of a nice little, I think that's quite a cool thing to have all four guys represented on two pretty goddamn big singles. Yeah. And really probably luckily it worked out for them that way. Otherwise, there sure would be a lot of animosity. Which is why a lot of bands uh, just split four ways or, or five or however many members just yeah. because. Yeah, and we've read too that, you know, obviously it's played, it's, it's an electronic piano or electric piano. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not Freddie's big grand. And so an interview John said in 1977 said, well, Freddie didn't like the electric piano. So I took it home and started to learn. And basically that's the song that came out, you know, when I was learning to play piano. It was written on that instrument and it sounds best on that, you know, often on the instrument that you wrote the song on. 
Uh, to which Freddie replied, I refuse to play that damn thing. It's tinny and horrible, and I don't like them. Why play those things when you've got a lovely, superb grand piano? No, I think basically what he's trying to say is it was the desired effect. So, you know, Freddie's not backing yeah. down on it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Freddie had opinions, I'm sure. Well, should we, have a, should we have a listen? I mean, we both know this song pretty well, but let's let's start listening to it, Randy. Why don't we just give us a fucking listen, Kev? it sounds tinny i think it sounds lovely it doesn't sound like a fucking grand obviously but i don't know it's no. not tinny to my ear you know what do they call was it what is it a yamaha cp no it's a Wurlitzer. oh oh did it say it was a whirly yeah i was just gonna say because uh i love i love the suitcase pianos man yeah uh i i've, I've had uh i had a, a world just like that in my studio for five or six years yeah uh wonderful wonderful things i yeah it, it's but really it's it's like you know, it's like an electric guitar comparing an electric guitar to an acoustic guitar and, 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 you know, yeah, hundred you know, percent. They're, 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 you know, they're, you know, they're keyboards, but they sound, they sound totally different. And I, I personally absolutely love it. Love the whirly. Yeah. And we'll talk about it obviously when we do our rap, but this song, I, I don't think you could play. Well, I mean, of course you could, but if you played that part on the grand, the song would lose a bit of its, it would lose a bit of that charm, right? Like it wouldn't sound yeah. the same. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we go any, uh, any further here i'm not sure if you were listening to uh dicky's most excellent bass playing oh yeah so nice doing really cool little runs and ah really great Again, I mean, I talk about it most weeks when we do this show, man. When Roger's on, especially on the 70s stuff, the drums just sound fucking great. And he yeah. plays them so nice. Like, he just knows exactly what Phil to play. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, the, the floor tom, too, is <laughs> it's really big and beefy. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of heft, heft to them. And, they, and they're, you know, they really are driving the song. And, and, you know, really, if you think about this, even even just to this point, this is like, I don't know if you had to stick a stamp on one song and 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 call it Queen. I mean, I guess there's a, quite a few you could, but yeah, this has got to be one of them. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, hundred percent. None more Queen. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're putting together and this is something maybe like I think we talked about this once we're done the catalog, we'll probably I I wouldn't mind each of us putting together like a fifteen track playlist. If you're going to give to someone and say this is representative of this band, this is. I, I think it's got to be on there. It's one of those songs that probably is going to end up on there, right? Not sure when I have too much, but I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would sure say so, yeah. because those guitars are just accenting in there they're, you know the, the pianos leading the instrumentally yeah. the, the melody of it and obviously Deakey's just crushing it with the bass but you know there are songs in the Queen catalogue where you've got Brian May kind of sitting there and he, he's not doing much but it's because he shouldn't be you don't want him playing all over this right You'd, and again we, we had last week we talked about the, the massive space in Get Down Make Love there's a lot of room for things to breathe in this one too the, it's not over complicated it's not cluttered and it's not apart from the harmonies you know, yeah. they're not layering things up too much. I, I just, I love that production um, choice on it. 
Well, I think in that first uh, in that first verse there too, he's just kind of playing some really well and quite quiet in the mix, kind of single notes, you know. And then and then here he's he's got a couple of those little those little those little lines there, which, you know, it, if if it was a different band, that could be a, a horn lines, right? So he's doing that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Which uh, which is always really cool. All those little nice little ornamental bits that I'm sure would be incredibly difficult to do live, but uh, but they sure yeah. sound good recorded. <laughs> I mean, talk about that guitar. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that really fucking spins my donut. <laughs> That's what that guitar does. That's one of those two. Like, if you're, you know, I mean, you know, as if you've recorded a million fucking tracks for yourself and other people, if you laid that guitar solo down, you'd feel pretty fucking happy with yourself for the rest of the day. You'd probably just take the rest of the day off, right? Because yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You wouldn't do any better. So you just, ah, I'm just gonna go home now. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant, man. It must be cool though, hey, when you've got, you know, a band like this where you pretty much know that the contributions of the other three guys are only going to make your song just way better than even than you originally conceived it, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm sure uh I'm sure, you know, however it's started in Deaky's mind to have this finished product this way, we'd be he'd be pretty happy with himself too. Just a little pop song, Randy. There you go. With uh, <laughs> and they just, you know, they get in, they get out too. Yeah. Short and sweet, to the point, you know, leave them wanting more. Okay, well, we both know this song very well, but I, I want to listen to it again. I mean, partially just to see if there's anything that I missed. And partially also, because I just want to listen to this song again. <laughs> so, Do unapologetically, it. we're going to listen to it again, folks. You know there what, you Randy? What? In, in, in a different way, in a platonic way, I just wanted to tell you, you're my best friend. <laughs> in a platonic way. Okay, good. In, in, in a platonic way, not in a get down, make love way. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, what are you insinuating? <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, you're all right, too, buddy. Come on. Okay, well, there we go. I mean, I, I look, I. I, I can't imagine this going any other way. No. For our voting. So, I mean, it is... Whose turn technically is it's it? technically go? your turn to go first. Okay, well, ask me the question. Okay. Or, or do you want to just do a collective? Let's just do a collective, Randy, because we know where this is going. Yeah. yeah. On, on three. One, two, three. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, I was reading too, and I'd, I'd something I'd never noticed. The structure of this song is slightly not like it's not a tip. It's just a bit unusual because there's no bridge section in it. It's, it's got a solo in there, but you've got like it's broken into three sections that just go through bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they're just it's so brilliantly constructed the, the three sort of different sections. You don't really notice it. 
Yeah. I've never noticed that before that it's that it's three. It's not really verse chorus verse chorus. You've got like it's just so that's very very cool to start. Yeah. And again to pack that into three minutes or two and a half minutes really is or two fifty I guess. Yeah. Just can just concision and economy and songwriting personified here. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and they're all just. Everybody's playing so well together. They're, they're, I think this is, you know, I think this is at their creative best. And and uh, uh, it was just as we're listening through the second time, uh, just Brian's guitar tone when he when he comes oh. in with that riff at the end, like the, you know, it's just a solo note that ends up being joined by several other notes. Just the tone he's getting out of that guitar. Yeah, Freddie is singing at his absolute best. John Deacon's playing some super cool, awesome bass stuff, and, and his Rhodes piano too. Is uh, or Wurlitzer, sorry. Is is the playing is great? I mean, it's a simple part, but I mean, yeah. And then and then Raj, Raj sounds great too. I mean, I guess maybe it was maybe more of a problem of the air. His kick drum is maybe just a little a little light. It'd be nice 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 to hear a little bit more of that. I was just kind of listening right. on that second go, but I mean, that's really 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 just nitpicking. That's just trying yeah. to find something that I could <laughs> I could fucking yeah comment on uh, because. Like, like I said, to me, this is like, if you're going to put a big stamp on, on something and, and say, this is queen, you know, it's gotta be this one. And, and for, for my, my dollar too, it's, it's, uh, I, pr I probably like it more than bow rap too. So. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those that I think it's basically a perfect song. Yeah. In, in that there, I don't, I can't think of a single thing that you would want to change there's, there's not a single note there's not a there's not a tone there's not a a part that you would change to make this song any better like I, it's just yeah. it's a perfect pop song yeah it's kind and, of on that same shelf as waterloo sunset and all the, the great pop songs it's it's right up there with them for me and i i like the i like this the sappy lyrics because they're so genuine and yeah. freddie and freddie delivers them like as that too right you know what i mean there's no tongue-in-cheek or nothing it's just like yeah yeah I think what takes off though the, the edge off that the sappiness too though is is because you're my best friend because mm -hmm. there's something really you know when you talk about your you're my love the love of my life or you that that is leaning into that a little bit when you say you're my best friend it sounds more honest mm -hmm. right because he is he's you could tell like you could you could send these lyrics to your wife as a as a love letter mm -hmm. and they would just make sense right yeah and they just you know your wife would just kind of go oh you know it's not it's not super cheesy and it's not gross or weird or every single turn of phrase is great. You know, you're the first one when things turn out bad, you know, I'll never be lonely. You're my only one. And I love the things that you do. Yeah. It's just, that's beautiful, man. I mean, I, that, you know, yeah. some people don't like that kind of stuff. I think it's, it's that it's the right side of, um, what's the word we use? Sincere, right? It's the sincerity. Mm -hmm. in it, I think. Yeah. 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 Because there really could be a danger of being corny, right? Yeah. When you're, when you're writing, uh, like honest love letter type of lyrics there it can it can really really quite easily flip over the fucking serious cornucopia uh Absolutely. but this doesn't this doesn't at all it, it it and it yeah and it still sounds honest and earnest and all those words that end with est you know one of the only one of the only lyrics i ever wrote that i think isn't that bad it was uh you know the only song you'll ever write is a poem for the one who shares your bed at night and i think john did a fucking Stand up, knock out of the park, stellar job of doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. Let's have a quick listen though before we get into any more. Let's have a listen to the isolated bass part because I just want to listen because we were as we were listening through there, I'd commented that when he goes really high up the neck, I don't know that I'd ever really noticed that before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's quite a busy bass part. It is. It's it played is. so perfectly the you know. Yeah, it is. It actually, uh, and played in isolation like that too. It sounds like uh, sounds very Motowny, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, and John had John had those sensibilities all through their career, right? So. Yeah. He just writes in that one area which he likes, which is almost like a Tamla Motown or the sort of. And I love that because I love to sing on songs like that. So he's very different. I mean, you could never call his songs heavy. And another thing to keep in mind too, although it is, you know, so, you know, you can have, 
you can have a, a in this is my opinion, of course, you can have a busy instrument in a song as long as everybody's not fucking busy. Yeah. And and yeah. nobody else is really, really, because like I said, the piano part's quite simple. Uh, you know, Raj, whatever, at the end of the day, he's just keeping a straight beat. Uh, yeah. so for so a good chunk of the time when we're listening to that bass, uh, it's just the vocal, the keys, and the drums, and then you know, uh, what's his face? They're playing a few little little solo notes and some and even mm-hmm. the first verse even more sparse so super cool man like you know it's one of those things like i said i don't think because i listen to the lyrics and uh, listen i listen to the vocal and i listen to the piano when i listen to this song and when i think of this song that's what i think of straight away I'd, like i said i don't think i'd ever really noticed exactly how much john's playing on it and like you said yeah roger's just keeping i mean apart from when he's filling he's keeping a pretty straight backbeat he's just you know just not yep not getting in the way brian's not playing very much at all yep so yeah, it all just works. It all works for me, man. Like I, I love Queen when they're at the bombastic best, yeah. but I also love it when they do this kind of stuff where there is all that room in the song that you can just let just swim around in. I love it. Yeah, and then just further to your your other point too is that it's just uh, it's just a really good song. Like you know what I mean? Like you could yeah. I could see a solo, you know, piano arrangement and a, a soloist singing it, and it's it's still going to be a good song. Or a guy on acoustic guitar, or yeah, and it's still going to be a really good song. So when you're starting with that and then you, you know, then you have four guys who can really play and, and yeah. uh, obviously the producer's got to take some credit for some arrangements and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah. Brilliant. It spins Great my hope. fucking donut. Spins my donut hard, man. We're gonna have to have a donut spinning championship at, the, at some point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. Great little, great little Deaky, um love song. I, I mean, I don't really know what else you can you can say, but it, it sits uh where, where are we at? Um blah, 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 track four. Which is weird because this is the only thing like on and that what it Night at the Opera is such a weird album because the track list it sort of doesn't make any bloody sense because it's all over the place. So you go Death on Two Legs, Lazing on a Sunday afternoon, I'm in love with my car, you're my best friend, then 39. I mean, I'm in love with my car, you're my best friend in 39. You just can't really get three more yeah. completely fucking different songs on the same record, right? Yeah. A night at the diverse opera. <laughs> well, we both we both loved it, Randy. What do you think people are going to say about this on the well, Twitters? Yeah, well, fuck me. They got to like it. What, what, you know, why else would they be here listening to us fucking idiots talk? I think they're going to think it's fucking great. And I think I'm going to say 90-10. What are you going to say, Kev? I'm, I'm going to go the same as I fucking went last week. Fuck it. I'm going to go 95-5. And I think that this one, and I say this one even more than Bohemian Rhapsody, it could be closer to 100. This might end yeah. up being the highest one we've had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, I, I mean, I, I, and to be fair too, I, this was played in Canada lots on the radio. Yeah. Um, it, it pro- gosh, maybe even as much or more than uh, uh Bohemian Rhapsody, but it doesn't. So you know, I think I think there's lots of people who just don't like Bohemian Rhapsody for 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 reasons beyond. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think in, in terms of a song, this this would draw draw a larger group of of you know people loving it, if that makes and any I, sense. And I also I also think that you're going to get a lot fewer people. Like you said, there's nothing to there's nothing to really. I mean, unless you just think, oh fucking hell, he's like Roger, right? Yeah, it's not a knitting circle, but if, if that's your beef with it, then I, that would blow my yeah. mind, and I'd be really interested to hear on socials from our, our listeners if if that is one of the reasons they don't like it. But there's nothing really here that's offensive to the ear. There's nothing challenging about it. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those songs that I don't really see what your problem with this song would be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can only think of really one thing that would really kill this song. We got some bro country dude to cover. <laughs> That would ruin it for me. That'd you're be... my, you're my best truck. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you make me live. <laughs> oh, good lord! We're gonna get a. Oh fuck! There's. I bet you there is. Oh no, I'm not even gonna Google it. There will be a country version of this song, won't there? Oh, don't, don't, there, don't. There will be one. Don't Google it. Don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to. I have no yeah, intention no, of Googling it. If there is one, I don't want to know about it. I don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Kind of like the country guy doing fast car. I mean, I, I'm really happy that she's getting the royalties and getting the money from it, but yeah. Oh, fuck me. Anyhow, I shouldn't, I, I'm such a judgmental prick. Anyhow, I don't like country. No, I don't think so. I think this is one of those songs. And I, I just kind of say that 
this is another one of those songs. Fast Car is definitely one where you are just never going to improve on the original. There's just no way to make it better. Yeah. Well, she did it perfect the first time. You and know? you don't. And if you're not Tracy Chapman, you don't have Tracy Chapman's voice. Yeah. I guess, like I said, that the only upswing for me in that particular case is that at least it, that song, great songs, being introduced to a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. New people, young people, and hopefully they all have the good sense to listen to her version and then go, "Oh wow, this is so much better than this country yeah. dudes." I forget the country dudes' name. I don't even Chris know. Stapleton does it, doesn't he? Isn't it? Is it Chris uh, Stapleton who does it? I, I don't like. I don't even know. I just I heard it on the. Oh no! It's fucking Luke Combs. I'm not up on my bro country dudes, so I don't know. Yeah, he's he's kind of in that. He's not really quite bro country. No? Uh, okay. Well, that's good. But he's he's definitely sort of more on the pop country end of, of country. There's stuff that I don't really tend to listen does to. He, you know? he does. <laughs> Remember that? I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast where I forced you to listen to the tr- to truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Uh, if anybody, I don't know, maybe people like, maybe, uh, okay, listen. So if you, if you like this, <laughs> this podcast, I'm sorry. And, and I still like you. Hopefully you'll still like me, but that's, that truck. Yeah. is just, okay. My, my donut is not spun by that at all. <laughs> my donut's fact, gone, my, my donut's gone back inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yes. My, my donut is in a waste basket and it's got fur growing on it at that point. You know what I mean? Oh. It is fucking, and I can't believe you played that for me because now I've heard it. Before you played it for me, I hadn't heard that song, you fucking asshole. I just wanted you to suffer. Misery loves company, man. Oh, oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> Truck, yeah. Truck, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Tim McGraw, oh. hang your head in shame. Oh my word, that is just so fucking excellent. I mean, okay, I'm gonna for those of you who have not heard it, don't listen to it. Because seriously, you just I mean, it's it's not one of those that it's so bad it's good or it's so bad, it's just fucking bad. Yeah. I'm just gonna read out and just to just to get a taste of how bad this song is. I'm gonna read the first four lines to you. Got Lil Wayne. This is a country song, remember? Got Lil Wayne pumping on my iPod, thumping on the subs in the back of my crew cab. Redneck rocking like a rock star, sling a little mud off the back. We can do that. Yeah. Wow. He fucking told you. I mean, he fixed your little red wagon right there. Fucking God <laughs> Almighty truck. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think this is the life I love is a little too country, truck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh my God. This is so fucking excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and you know what he'd have made fucking so much money off that oh oh christ it probably went multiple fucking times platinum i'm assuming over in Holy over in the good old us of a right and we do have american listeners and we're not tarring you all with the same brush because that would be you know infantile and silly but get a fucking grip of your country <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> <laughs> blaming the few Americans listening to us, us idiots for, for like a, a whole now listen there actually really is some great country music that has been made and being made uh, absolutely uh, and I believe that firmly uh, it's just yeah some of that bro country stuff that just does not doesn't work for Uncle Randy we've all heard about the perfect phone call other perfect things might be a hug or a nice warm cup of tea on a cool summer morning. We've been told there's a perfect mate for each and every one of us out there in the world, but I ask, did Deke write the perfect pop song? Some would say yes, contrarians would say no, and then not have a better song to offer as an alternative. What am I getting at? Well, I don't really know, but wouldn't this be a lot more poignant if I had a point? If I were to title this episode, I'd call it Happy at Home, or possibly... Deaky gets freaky with his missus. We genuinely appreciate your support and engagement. You can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. We'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen. Brand new angle, highly
Kiss, kiss, Kevy. Space is built to moments that lie. 